0: Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Conner. On today's show, I get in shape for summer, or at least I talk about it. If you're new to this show, by the way, thank you for listening in. I hope you stay in touch with us. It's a show about how brands become more authentic, but not just that. That's too general. It's about how some of the most interesting brands out there are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic. And today I'm on with Beachbody, and specifically their co founder and CEO, Carl Deichler. what I found initially really surprising is that Carl's not like a fitness guy. He he even says on the show that he's not the healthiest eater out there. But he is powering Beachbody, which has over 2 million customers right now who are all seeking to be in better shape or to generally lead healthier lives. And through its streaming platforms and the groups that it's putting together right now, the brand is undergoing enormous growth. And of course, health and fitness is always on the rise and especially right now. So we talk a little bit about what is going on in the current context. We talk a little bit about the stories that are coming in as a result, some stories that are of particular note to Carl. And then towards the end, we also speak about the power of just regular Joes versus influencers, especially in the fitness and nutrition space, as that also speaks to the founding story of Beachbody. And of course, at the end, we talk about advice as to how to build a better brand. But I'll sit aside and let you hear it. I think Carl's a great speaker, by the way. He's just genuinely, he's very charismatic. So I appreciated that as an interviewer, and I'm hoping that you will too as a listener. So I'll get out of the way, and I will let you hear today's interview with, from Beachbody, Carl Deichler. All right, everybody. I am here with Beachbody, and specifically their CEO and co-founder, Carl Deichler. Carl, great to meet you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on, Adam what did uh, why'd you find beachbody can we tell me the story about that
1: um, well the interesting thing about beachbody is it's it's almost by accident I'm not a fitness person I'm not a uh, healthy eater and uh, but I am a marketer and I noticed that every year there was a crop of infomercials and commercials selling the latest uh piece of equipment or gimmick to help people get in shape or lose weight, and none of it spoke to me. Uh, And then uh, talking to a a friend of mine who I was doing some work with, I said, you know, I got a bunch of ideas for ways that we could add value to uh, tape and paper. Basically, it was VHS at the time, 21 years ago. And I, I said, we could basically deliver incredible fitness programs and nutrition plans that could give people the kind of results they'd expect to get from a trainer at the gym, but they'd never have to leave their house. And that's the kind of thing that would appeal to me. So that that was the birth of the idea that basically we wanted to term the garage, the spare bedroom, the extra living room, the extra uh, you know space in the living room into your own gym. Gravity's for free. It just needs to be convenient and fun. And uh, that's what
0: we, we've been doing for 21 years. That's really interesting. I, you know, most folks, and maybe this is the whole, the whole reason why I did it. You get that thought in your mind of like people who like, oh, found these big fitness brands or nutrition brands and you, and you, you know, they're, they're on the commercials and they're all ripped up and they're like, you know, this has helped me. This is going to help you too. But uh, yeah, most people who are (laughs) sitting on the couch watching the television, they don't look like that. And most of them don't at least. So to be able to, uh, to put those two together is great. I just love it for like the regular guy. Um, And Working, doing all that uh, without ever having to leave the house works pretty good for right now, doesn't it?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, who would have thought that something that we started a couple decades ago would turn out to be such an important part of society now that uh, that you know, thirty-eight thousand something gyms can't even open. But but that's really That's what it's always been about. Like I said, it, it you know the, that person at home. Um, even in the middle of a pandemic or and quarantine, um, eventually is going to want to do something to take care of themselves, even if they don't love it. And what we do is organize that information. I mean, there's plenty of free options. You got YouTube, you got people doing Instagram workouts and, and stuff. And what we do is we organize the information and present it in a way that we hope is really fun and gratifying. It almost feels like you're a part of a reality show, but it puts all the information together. The the nutrition plans, the fitness in the right sequence so that you know in whether it's 21 days or 60 days or 90 days, but you know that you'll get the outcome that you want. And that's that's what's different here is you join a gym, you can go for a couple of weeks and you're not sure. Should I have seen results by now? What should have happened? When you do a Beachbody program, you know from day one to day whatever, you know where you're supposed to be in that process. And that has turned out to be the saving grace for so many people who feel completely out of control of everything, except for now, this one thing, this one thing that they can control in their lives, and that is their own level of activity and what kind of food that they eat and and how it makes them feel and proud to be able to supply that information to people.
0: I was just looking over a few of the the statistics around Beachbody, which I'm sure you all uh, have enjoyed to see. Uh, signing close up to, a, to almost half a million new folks, growth over 100% in terms of usage. And what I thought was most interesting, uh, your top streaming day, Cinco de Mayo. That was an interesting one. Yeah,
1: like none of us expected that. We, we thought that that would be a down day. Um, but, uh, you know, people decided to... Instead of celebrate with a shot to tequila, they celebrated with a, a healthy shake and a workout <laughs> right. and appropriate portions. And it's uh, it's been interesting, you know. Even I'll, I'll say, you know, yesterday was Memorial Day, and we had our highest, our record for. Um, Streams, the number of workouts at the same time at seven forty-five yesterday morning. That's thirty-three thousand people all working out at the same time.
0: How about that? And now that see that one makes a little bit more sense to me. Well, I guess a seven forty-five. So what do you see? What's what's like your center mass consumer doing? Are they doing those early morning, or are they more of a late bird?
1: No, it's definitely a morning thing, and that's what we actually advocate. Um, if if but particularly, again, we're not talking about people who love fitness here. We're talking about people that that we represent, people who are like, oh, I got to get this done and, and start my day on the right foot. So we advocate that people do it in the morning. Uh, we even have a program called Morning Meltdown 100, where the goal is every morning, get a workout done until you've done all hundred of them. But we've definitely seen a change in the shape of the workouts that, that meaning the, 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 how, ha- what time of day they're doing it. It used to be a spike in the morning and a spike in the evening. And now it's a sort of long arc that goes throughout the day as
0: people have more control of their schedules. Cause they're stuck at home. They're doing a little bit here and a little bit there. That's what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I've uh, seen, and, and I've had, I've had experience with that a little bit, but mostly stuff that's just been sort of poking and prodding me, though, like when people tell you you got to you know, learn to drink more water or whatever, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll space it out. Same with, you know, any smartwatch people wear. I'm sure it buzzes you every hour. Say, hey, make sure to get up and get and get your steps in. So that 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 makes sense. Everything, everything, I suppose, in moderation, especially if you're considering like ramping up your your fitness regimen, it's it's easier to go stepwise in that, uh, you know, in, in that way. I'm, I'm curious how else the, 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 the offering or the way in which you're engaging with the community has similarly adapted uh, during this time. An influx of way, uh, a huge influx of new users and the people who are users are, are engaging much more. How, how are you taking advantage of that?
1: Well, you said something interesting there about technology and, and what it can do to help you. Um, you know, we've got over 2 million paid subscribers now. And that's a lot of people, but it's still, they're all individuals. And if it was just technology, if it was just the Netflix of fitness with 80 different programs and over 2,000 videos that you can do, you know, it'd still be just as easy to to blow it off, right? The thing that I think makes the difference here, the reason that we're seeing such incredible results is the creation of community. We launched something at the end of April called bod groups. Now we got lucky Beachbody on demand, which is the name of the app. uh, The acronym is bod, right? Right. So so we formed this thing. We started this thing like kind of like Facebook groups, but it's called bod groups. And what it does is it allows people to form groups so that they do the same program at the same time. And it gives them access to the content, access to the shakes, access to the meal plans, but they're not alone in it. Now they've got some accountability and what's so different about it is like, look, we all know you go on social media and you're going to be bombarded with pandemic. You're going to be bombarded with politics. This is a safe place for our 2 million subscribers to come in, turn off the noise, turn on the workout and focus. And that's why they get results. Cause it's like this one little safe Haven that takes it a, a level higher than it is. If it's just a bike sitting in the corner or a new piece of equipment that they've got to have the initiative to do it on their own. No, they know that there's a group of people expecting them to show up. And if they don't show up, that group of people is going to follow up and say, you better be there tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I, that, that, Stereotypical image of the bicycle with the uh, with the clothes drying over top of it is is one that I'm sure is etched in a lot of people's minds. At least you know, growing up in their in their parents' house in the basement or something. There's there's always something like that, and and maybe without like a specific piece of equipment, it becomes difficult to hold yourself accountable. So the fact that you're doing that as well and making groups in that regard is uh, is a great way to innovate, especially again as this influx of growth coming uh, uh, comes in. I'm curious about that growth too on another dimension. And this is just in in similarly to how customer stories, the over 2 million paying customers are telling stories about how they are uh, becoming more accountable, doing things one day at a time, perhaps one step at a time through the things that Beachbody provides, the groups, the services, the, the, the programs, all that. Those stories are growing as well what are the ways in which you harness those individual stories? or, or and, and maybe at the same time, I wonder if there are a couple standout stories you might be able to share. And the reason why I ask is because when I think of like the fitness and nutrition, and maybe it's rooted in those stereotypical like old commercials that maybe you saw that gave you the idea to found this organization, uh, you see a lot of those like testimonials, but they're like super uh, drastic, I guess. I mean, they go from people who are like, re- I mean, people who are either just slightly out of shape or like highly out of shape to like becoming, I mean, not models, but like really, uh, really improved. So uh, I'm curious from you, what are the ways in which you're harnessing those stories now that are growing given the rapid growth that you're perceiving and some stories related? Well,
1: the, 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 the stories have really been the fundamental DNA since we launched the company. We We weren't financed that we could put celebrities out in front of the uh, products and and influence people to buy them because of that credibility. We had to we had to show real people getting real results. And frankly, uh, my partner and I were were patient one and two. I mean, we our success stories. We were the first proof that the products work. But um, we saw very quickly how. Somebody and and this is just as social media was becoming a thing um, that as people would not just share a before and after, but they would share their journey and they would share the fact that they weren't just working out for hours. Like they were working out for maybe a half hour, but they were also watching what they were eating. They were also uh, uh, getting the nutrition that they might have lacked because they can't stand vegetables. If they're like me, that they would get it from a shake. Um, They might be sharing the fact that they're getting accountability from a group that they put together. And then the people who are watching this, this process unfold on social media then see the after and they're like, can I do that with you next time? Or, or how did you do that? Like what, what, what went from being something that people would just passively watch has turned into something that people want to proactively join. There's a customer that we've got. Her name is Jen Henny, And she, she's, she's got an amazing story because the, the thing I love about her story is she, uh, I think she's lost about a hundred pounds. Okay. And I, I might, might it might be 110, something like that. She's just—if—if if you looked up J E N underscore Henny H E N N E Y, you'd see her story. But what she has done between November of 2018 and May 2020 will make your eyes pop out. But the most important thing is—is is that she at first was defined by her before photo. She thought it was too late for her. She she thought, this is the way I'm going to be all the time. And it's not that there's no judgment in that, but she just, like we like to say, beach body is not the end. Beach body is the action. That, that we're not looking for people with abs and thin thighs and perfect muscles. We're looking for people who are simply taking action. And Jen is, is a great example of somebody who said, who saw some examples of people getting results and decided if they can do that, I can do that. And day by day, she would measure her portions. She would keep track of her workouts. She did a program of ours called 21 Day Fix. She drank our shake called Shakeology. She uh, followed these little portion control containers and she saw the weight come off. And now she is like a leader of hundreds of people who aspire to have the kind of discipline that she's shown in doing these workouts. Now, the interesting thing about this, Adam, is anybody listening to this feels like they've heard this story a thousand times. And what I want to say is you have heard this story a thousand times, but each one of those stories is a person who finally said, I've had it. I'm ready to step up and do really what works. That's exercise. I'm really ready to step up and still enjoy food, but have some discipline about the way I eat. And I'm going to do it consistently. Those are the thousands of stories that Beachbody has has influenced. And that's what I'm so proud about. And and it's like I, I have a habit of saying like Beachbody is not for everybody, but it's for anybody who's ready to do what it takes to get results. We have a program for you.
0: Yeah. That makes me curious, not, not really curious, but it's good to hear you say. With the th- we have thousands of stories like this. This show is all about learning how brands mobilize masses, and. It sounds like all the way back from the days of patient one and two to today, that's something that is foundational to the business's growth. And right now, given the growth, I'm sure it has to be because you are getting way, way more regular folks than you are, like I'm sure like celebrities or would-be influencers, like, you know, who would traditionally engage. And that's where my next question lies a little bit. It doesn't seem, as you said, you weren't financed to have like some big endorser come in at the very beginning and shout Beachbody to the rafters. And yet, it's ever since the rise of social media, uh, you know, I would say especially since like the mid-2010s-ish, this influencer culture has rapidly increased in scale. And now anybody with a couple million followers can really move the needle for a brand. But for fitness, where it's so prevalent across social, anybody can be posting my question really is how do you see like the proportions or the mix of those regular people being as or if not more influential than these large endorsers or celebrities who are paid millions to tout a brand.
1: Yeah, uh in in fitness and nutrition, uh in anything that takes discipline. Um a an inf- a big influencer, I mean, an influencer with millions of followers is not going to be nearly as influential influential as the person who's got 50 but has a real relationship with them. Like that person with millions of followers, they're going to be able to sell uh, to to a few people a detox tea or something that makes promises that they can do with a post or two. But if you want to influence people to change their behavior There's got to be a relationship of trust there because nobody wants like 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 you see one post of somebody and they look great and they're doing a workout. That is not going to influence you to change your lifestyle, like to change your lifestyle. You're making a major leap when you're when you decide that you're going to somehow carve a half hour out of your already busy day to do a workout and you're gonna to start to plan what your foods are gonna be, and you're gonna invest in a healthy shake for yourself, that doesn't come from just a couple of posts by somebody who you're enamored of what they do on social media. That comes from somebody who you know, somebody who influences you closely. So like we literally have 370,000 people who have signed up to be what we call a Team beach body coach. And they, all they're supposed to do is show people that they are proof the product's work, that they post their workouts, they show what they're eating. And if they create demand and then help people get results with the program, they get a share in the revenue that they help create. But we don't, we don't give them $500 to do a couple posts and then walk away. We... Pay them a share of the revenue to help us help those people get results. And it's a very powerful machine if it's used the right way. And by by the right way, I mean like I I really, it's a I think it's a, a disappointing outcome of social media that it has become mercenary versus supportive. And we've tried to steer our community to lead with helping people, lead with the heart. It can be a way to monetize your social media platform, but if you do it in a way that's mercenary first, how much can I make per post? It will fall apart because people will see right through you. It's got to be about how can I help you? And in exchange for helping you, they get a share of the value that's created. And that's a positive outcome for everybody.
0: Right. Well, you're, speak in my language and and folks we hear about this all the time to speaking out of listeners of the show where uh, that phrase, and, and the Carl, the phrase that you said right there, like people with a couple million followers is, is one thing, but you're more likely to be enticed by the people who are closest to you, by your peers, by those people with maybe 50 followers for whom a photo may only get 50 views or 100 views or you know something like that. But you know how, how much more likely is it that you are to entice them to action or motivate them to change or inspire them to do something? And, and yeah, sure, if consumption comes with that, great. And I like your other point there too, Carl, that if you go by revenue per post or value per post you're gonna lose real quick i think that's i think that's uh that's right on too in terms of the future now now you've experienced all this growth now albeit amid unfortunate global circumstances but the growth is still there makes me wonder what you're wondering about what's next for beachbody so what's next
1: well um honestly it's the same um Uh, You know, and I I get this question a lot, like, you know, how it's been such a hockey stick, as they say, of growth. Um, But for 21 years, we've been at this and we've had the same mission statement for 21 years, and that's help people achieve their goals to lead healthy, fulfilling lives. So literally, my first thought when I wake up is how can I get more people to commit to to changing their lifestyle and form a bod group to invite other people to do it along with them. That's it. And that's the last thought I have before I go to bed tomorrow. How can I get more people to make the decision to make some simple changes to their lifestyle, to be more active, hopefully using one of our programs to eat better, hopefully using one of our nutrition programs, and then to share it with people on this powerful thing called social media. And the more authentic and genuine and imperfect they are, uh, with sharing that process, the more successful they'll be. So look, you know, uh, we got 2 million members now. I'm very proud of that, but there's over 200 million people in North America alone who are overweight or obese. And that's the population that's the most exposed to getting sick with whatever comes down the pike. And so it's our job to help people take care of themselves and biologically, uh, uh, strengthen their systems and that's what we like to do again it's not just about the vanity of this it's about how do you feel how much energy do you have and how resilient is your biology and that comes by working out by eating right by drinking water and being conscious of how you go about it and that's what's next and that's what's always going to be next is who can we help next
0: exactly get out to those 200 million that's a good mission to have and I hope you get there. And I think actually you probably answered part of what my uh, what my roundout question is here, folks. You know what's coming. It's it's our advice column. And, and Carl, I ask everybody who comes on this show, whether they're uh, a chief marketing officer or a founder or a, or a marketing mind or uh, just a, a visionary generally, I asked them about what advice they would have for somebody who is simply seeking to build a more authentic brand or build more authentic relationships with consumers. And here's a little backstory for that. The people who listen to this show are uh, typically brand builders and aspiring founders uh, themselves. And they're looking to emulate the journeys of those who up here, appear up here on the show, of course. And this advice typically manifests itself in, in the guest in, in the form of a, a story from either the founding or a pitfall that was avoided or, or words of wisdom from a mentor. Or just an experience that was really standout um, similar to what you said with uh, with Jen Henny, who, by the way, I looked up during this during this interview. It's quite impressive stuff. Um, she's up to one hundred and twenty now, by the way, in in loss, which is great. Um, and I'm just curious, like whether it manifests itself in that story or just a general uh, uh, principle or piece of advice that you often give to folks. I'm curious for that. Again, advice on how to build a more authentic brand or more authentic relationships with with consumers.
1: Yeah, well. Uh, I, I don't have a crystal ball except, you know, personally, here's what I'm probably going to say, Adam, I I don't know if it's, if it's good advice or bad advice, depending on what your objectives are, but what matters is quality of life, uh, as much as productivity. And I hope for your listeners, anybody who's looking to leverage social media and its power to create value for themselves, create cash flow for themselves, or maybe start a business. Um, Just beware what sort of sacrifices you have to make to create a persona that looks real but actually isn't. I think the most powerful people on social media or frankly in business in general are the ones who allow their flaws to be seen and give the audience permission to be flawed as well, versus the people who are the picture of perfection, thinking they, they need to show people what they should aspire to, when in fact people are saying, there's something I'll never achieve. And you look at some of the greatest leaders of our time, and it's easy to point out their flaws and their problems, but you know what they're doing? They're influencing and they're changing and they're staying true to their values and they're making things happen. And isn't that the point? What can you create? What can you influence? How can you improve things around you? And that's going to happen not by not by stooping to what is the most popular or the most pretty or the most uh, um, the, the, the easiest to sell, but instead helping pull people up to another level of humanity and authenticity that gives everybody the freedom to experience life in a way that they were meant to do it with all their baggage, with all their flaws. And that's gonna be a person who's gonna attract a lot of followers and gonna unlock uh, a lot of freedom for people to be who they wanna be. That's when you create a, a, a brand of authenticity that I think is unstoppable because people just want to be associated with
0: the accessible. Does that make sense? Totally. I mean, to be to be flawed is to be perfect in that way. You know, the, the, nobody's more relatable than the person who they who who, who they could you know share a beer with or see you know this that could be another anybody else on the street but they've got a story that's really compelling it's magnetic so i know i totally get that um and it's 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 right in line with with what i seek to to gain from people who come onto this show so actually uh it, carl it was great advice i actually haven't heard that specific advice for to to like be flawed and allow, let yourself well not to like flaw yourself but allow yourself to be flawed in front uh in front of others um that's I mean, hey, that's that's right down Main Street. So uh, I really appreciate the, the the stories that you've brought, especially that one about Jen. That was great. And uh, listeners, you can go and find how many was it? 370,000 of these coaches. But, you know, now two million of these folks who are doing this and telling stories every day. Maybe it gives you the the uh, the, the, the push to go and do something. And hey, you're at home, aren't you? So you might as well start here. Carl um, uh, very thank you very much for, for coming on the show. It was a fantastic conversation to have.
1: I appreciate your time, Adam, and I I hope everybody stays uh, safe and healthy out there and most of all takes care of themselves and takes care of their family and uh, takes control of the things you can control.
0: Thank you very much to Carl Dykler from Beachbody for joining the show today. That was really good advice too, to to be flawed, allow yourself to be flawed. We're all flawed. I'm flawed. So thanks for letting me uh, be that way. If you enjoyed today's show, Flaws and All, here's what you can do. Check out a couple of uh, the following things I'm going to list off podcast.vivoom.co. There's your first one. It's a website which has all of our shows. It's one of our content hubs. And if you're just tuning in today, that's how you can listen in to the last 18 months uh, of this crazy journey. I speak with folks from all sorts of different industries and all sorts of different roles, and that's a way in which you can learn more. And of course, stay subscribed wherever you are so that you can catch future episodes. And also check out LinkedIn. There's a showcase page there, Authentic Influence Podcast, which has much of the same info, but will also have other things like like clips and press and events when uh, these restrictions are, are lifted and people are allowed to, to join in groups. We will have group events. That'll be very fun. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. Adam Connor, join me, uh, join my network, follow, uh, ask me questions, give me recommendations as to who to have on next and I'll do my best to bring them to you. I'll be right back with another fantastic show about how a brand is mobilizing its masses to become more authentic. And until then, for authentic influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.